Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Lopez here from the On the Gun Line podcast. Just wanted to let you all know that you're listening to the Midweek Memo with myself and my co-host, Urena. He is back. He uh, has been going through some changes like motherfucking Black Sabbath, but um, good to have him back here. He was able to give us a couple of minutes of his time today. Full disclosure, this is the fifth time I'm recording this. I tried it four times earlier, and it just was not working out. If you're new to the On The Gun Line podcast, I want like to thank you for uh, scoping us out. If you dig this, slap that like on the YouTubes, and then uh, hit the subscribe so you know when I'm dropping it, even though they shadow ban my ass all the time. But um, yeah, if you wonder why this is called The Gun Line or The On The Gun Line podcast, it's because in the Army, there's the greatest MOS called 13 Bravo or field artillery. Uh, just field artillery in general um, is the greatest MOS. But with that said, um, the gun line is where all the cannons are. And when we're done firing, everybody goes out to the gun line where the cannons are and just shoots the shit, has different conversations out there. And um, people from the FDC who are way back in the cut, they'll come down to the gun line and, um, Usually you have like four different guns in a platoon. And um, then in each section, you have different kinds of conversations going on. You know, one section, they'll be behind their trails or inside their paladin or behind it and just shooting shit. And they could be talking about, you know, fucking some private's wife getting ran up in by a motherfucking Jody. And then you can go to another section and they're talking about hardships that they're having with their spouses and, you know, um, challenges and shit uh that they're having mentally then you go to another fucking section and they're right there chopping up talking about politics you know about who's better maga or fucking biden you know what i mean yeah and then if you walk up to my section you'd hear a topic of like what we're discussing today which goes something like this gun line gun line gun line fire mission coming down as you can see today, no Lee Hunt because he had some family things he was taking care of. So Urena uh, was great enough to come on down here with me. And dog, ah, like I was telling you earlier before we started this podcast, um, you know, now that we're under on my section, dude, I saw the funniest fucking TikTok, and I wanted to share it, but for those that aren't viewing, they won't fucking get the full um the full experience yeah. of what i saw so if you get a chance you know it's on the tiktoks it's about this fucking ukrainian soldier who picked up a dead russian cell phone and then he dialed the number to his old lady to the dead russian's old lady and she answers and they're on facetime and he's like laughing like slava ukraina Slava Ukraina, you know what I'm saying? Like telling them glory to fucking Ukraine. And she's like, who the fuck is this bastard or what? I was like, oh, I just wanted to let you know, you know, uh, pretty much boils down to your husband's dead or your boyfriend's dead. He got blown to bits. His ass is over here. His leg is over there. I think his head is laying down that way, beaten by the dogs. And she's like, well, you know, prove it, blah, blah, blah. And then anyways, I just love the, the fact that he gave out a shout out to artillery. He's like, you know, God bless fucking Ukraine artillery. And it made my day. I, I was, I loved seeing it, bro. And um, 
am I wrong for that? I don't know. I thought it was funny as fuck. But, um, dude, uh, thank you for being here. How you doing, man? I, I remember you had the crud last time I talked to you. You were not feeling too well. Yeah, like I said yesterday, I was uh, peeing out of my asshole, just uh, nice. you know, like a, just like a, one of those squeeze it juices, you know, and then you just didn't cut a big enough hole. So you're like squeezing it really hard and the stream comes out. Oh, yeah. That was me, but in the toilet yesterday. That's I wasn't awesome. Feeling good. But I feel better now. I'm not sneezing as much. Uh, just had to drink some orange juice and, and work out and i'm here i'm good Dude. new set hell new yeah set. man as we can see it's a whole new digs that you're in man that's awesome uh yeah. you know you're living in a nice place at a nice location doing uh you know good things so we appreciate you and um dude I hated being sick but on the plus side look at the plus side man you look like you cut up you might maybe you dropped a few pounds and shit so. oh yeah I need to man because like I've been eating like like shit for like last two weeks I haven't been able to cook so I've just yeah. been eating out I ate yeah. out today because yeah like, I had some tacos see there's no there's no good way to say it because we're talking to sound inappropriate was it a pink taco <laughs> see there's no, there's no there's no good way to say it it's all inappropriate Oh, yeah, it is, man. Um, so, dude, uh, I'm glad to have you on here because I was trying to do this podcast earlier on my own. But the topics that I had written down are more for a two way conversation or more. So okay. I'd love to have your input on this, you know. Um, back on um, and, you know, this is going to go out to the folks that deployed before. So y'all non-deployers, no shots fired at you. No pun intended either. Um, but um. You know, like, for example, I'm going to give you a quick, uh, just a quick background. Um, prior to going on missions on my first deployment back in 0506, we were in Baghdad, um, being the lead gunner. Um, we had a life expectancy of pretty fucked up. We, we were supposed to die, you know, especially being the lead gun truck. We didn't have no Pope shield. We had a barmerts, quote unquote. And um, but yeah, you were expected to die. You already had your AG who was going to be your replacement. But, you know, you have to come to terms with that. You know, you have to uh, accept it, right? Yeah. And people have different ways of coping with it and motivating themselves. For me, music. Music is what uh, pumped me up, right? So on my first deployment, there was a song that stuck with me. And every day when we were rolling out the motor pool, as we were going out into on mission, out into fucking either out checkpoint 12, going on Irish or yeah. going... Uh, onto route wild um into the east side of baghdad you know i had to pump myself up and there was this one song called turn the page not the metallica version the bob seeger version you know i would fucking crank that up in my own head because you know i didn't have an ipod i was poor i don't even think ipods were out then in 05 were they maybe so but i was poor yeah. But um, and I would start singing it, you know, on a long and lonesome highway east of Omaha. So I was singing that into my Vic system and it became something that it can come almost like a tradition, like a ritual. Yeah. Like my chief didn't even tell me to shut the fuck up. It was like something that, you know, was just part of our routine. And at this time, you know, as you're rolling out, I'm facing the three o'clock. But as soon as I, I got out, boom, fucking unlock the cupola turn that bitch to 12 o'clock, lock it, M16 up, 240 ready to rock, let's ride, you know, I was pumped the fuck up, and it was, it had me, like, yeah, I'm in the fucking zone, you know what I mean, so that was my first deployment, right, 
on my second deployment, and that was in Mosul, um, I was not a private anymore. So I was a staff sergeant and um, I had my own truck now. I had my own NRAP. And, um, you know, Mosul was a pretty fucked up place as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, it pretty much came. I didn't think I was coming back from the deployment. So you had to find ways to, again, break that tension, right? Pump yourself up because you can't show weakness, especially in front of your soldiers, right? So there was this song by Little Wayne, like, I'm me. So who you? You're not me. So fuck you. I'm me. That, that song by Little Wayne, bro, pumped me the fuck up. Like, I was ready, like, yeah, let's go run some kids over with this motherfucking mind sweeper or, you know, the, the mind roller. Yeah. I, being the lead gun truck. You know, the lead M rap. So that was my pump me up song to get me pumped up. And then, though, get this when we were getting ready to go on mission, on mission, I had a different song. So for it to like to break the tension. And I always, when you think about it, like, you know, uh, like the war era, for example, like Vietnam War, you know, I automatically start thinking like uh, painted black by fucking um, by the stones, right? Yeah. Or you think CCR, Fortunate Son, automatically fucking. Huey's flying, you know, motherfucking gunner just rocking that shit. So I would play that type of music. What I noticed was we were getting fucked up every time I played one of those motherfucking CCR classic songs like that. So I stopped playing them. So one day as a joke, bro, I had my iPod shuffle or iPod touch at the time. Yeah. That was the new hotness. And I played Hot and Cold by Katy Perry. Hand to God, all my motherfucking soldiers that were in my truck, my dismounts, my gunner, my driver, they were like, what the fuck is this? You know, what are they listening to? What is this? What did chief put on? I'm like, fuck that. You know, we're putting something different on today. And from that day forward, that's the only song we would listen to on our way out. That became our ritual. Right. And it yeah. was a funny thing because it broke the tension. People would laugh. You know, we had the PRT with us sometimes from the State Department. They'll be like, what the fuck? Like, no, nah, motherfucker, you listening to this? Because I would put the the little uh, but earbud onto the Vic mic and everybody yeah. would be here and the motherfuckers would be rocking out to that shit. Dog, hand to God, motherfucker. My Joes love that shit. And so. That's what I think about, you know, of the shit that I would listen to to break my stress and my tension. Right. But if um, so, those three songs remind me of my deployments, you know, Afghanistan, that wasn't a real deployment to me because I just went to Gambary while everybody was at Joyce, uh, Bostick, Hanukkah Miracle, fucking all those badass places where they're firing, you know, Monty. I don't know if I said that already. You know, they were out there firing me. I'm in Gambary. Gambary. It probably hodged for fucking fruitcake. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. But um, that's the fob I was at. And I was training the A&A to do field artillery. So anyways, that's why I don't really have a song for that time. But if there was a, a song that would define G-Watt, you know, and then I want your three songs, at right. least from you. But if there was one song that would define G-Watt for you, like our generation of G-Watt, again, Vietnam has fucking, um, you know, some folks are born made to wave the flag. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so they got Fortunate Son. That's Vietnam automatically. World War II, I just keep thinking about some swing music and shit. You know what I mean? You know, motherfuckers out there doing some swing dancing and shit. Okay. Um, 
what comes to your mind when you think G-Lock? I did the same same thing uh, that you mentioned. The first the first appointment, because I was a 240 gunner mm-hmm. and then a driver for a period of time as well, and then a dismount every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had a phrase that we would say it's something it would, when you power the Duke on, you'd say like, hey, we're we're uh, we're cooking or we're buzzing or something, you know, just or you know, the, the thing's on and then when we turn on the we turn on the rhino we say now we're cooking right because the mic it's a microwave mm-hmm. and then we uh, the pl had a because uh, i was in his truck for a while as well he had a monkey sock it was a sock with a little monkey on it okay. it's like monkey socks on or whatever something like that and mm-hmm. then we were safe and then we'd have songs that we'd sing for that one i want to say is bohemian rhapsody nice um it wasn't until the second deployment now i'm like a tr- tc truck commander or whatever and we had bohemian rhapsody fucker gently by tenacious d mm. when, it's a it's a good song it's a classic you, once you memorize the lyrics everybody starts singing along the same thing we'd have a we'd have the the ipod or whatever mm-hmm. to the headset and we'd sing bohemian rhapsody fucker gently and then there was a third song that i can't remember it was a third song that I can't remember. You hear me? You good? No, it's not that I couldn't hear you. It's that it was rubbing against your uh, sweater. So you could hear it going. Yeah. So fucker gently. And I don't know. There's a third one. I just can't remember. But for sure, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, and I think Ring of Fire Ooh. by Johnny Cash. Nice. Dude. So did you guys do the the head banging like on Wayne's World? We did it every time. It was like uh, in unison effort. I don't know how it started. I think I, I brought that one over, uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody for my first appointment, and right. we all started singing it. And then it slowly evolved into other songs. There was uh, the first appointment. There was like Wonder, a lot of Tenacious D, a lot okay. of like Wonder Boy. It's different, different good songs. But now, so those are your three songs. Now, which song would define G Walk? Like what uh, song? that you listen to will automatically or say that was our generation's war let's see if we're in tune for me it's different because i feel like a lot of the music at the time was trying to cater to the to the generation you know Mm -hmm. like you had uh, uh bombs over baghdad and then you had um which one that one's like the initial thing uh anything acdc and stuff uh like thunder thunderstruck okay okay stuff that was one see my brother told me um when he was in the gulf war um they were listening to iron man because he was a tanker you know so going into fucking into battle they were listening to i am iron man that's so i think we all have our song but i think that the song that defines the g-watt era and I thought you were going to go to that one next after bombs were Baghdad was let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one. Yeah. Cause I think, like you said, they were, it was catering towards, I guess, um, that generation of our generation. I think a lot of it had to do too with like YouTube was coming online around mm-hmm. that time as well. Social media was like becoming ingrained. Mm-hmm. So you'd see like a lot of, there were definitely a lot of hype videos that you'd watch before a deployment. Yeah. 
and they all had like the same music in the background like let the bodies hit the floor you'd have to watch i don't know if it was just like propaganda that the units would just like show you or whatever but you had to watch a hype video for the deployment because all you wanted to do is like reenact the hype video from like maybe a rotation before yeah. and have your own video and have your own music make it seem exciting everybody wanted to have an exciting deployment right and so that music let the bodies hit the floor i always heard it like i do associate it with that war mm-hmm. um see because i associate huey's flying into the jungle listening to fortunate son that's how i associate vietnam like i think of vietnam with the fucking huey's flying in or you get the fucking f4s dropping fucking um you know those bombs and shit with that music in the background and then when i think gwat i'm thinking fucking um humvees or track vehicles going up irish or going up the road you know flying and listen let the bodies hit the floor except they change it to let the hajis hit the floor let the hajis hit the floor you know and it's go ahead no i think uh i think we won't really get to like remember all these songs until there's going to come a period in time where Hollywood runs out of ideas and then they start aiming, making all their movies based on Afghanistan and Iraq. They already did though, man. No, no, but I mean, they did some cringy fucking movies, bro. Like I think everybody that's in the military can agree on one of the stupidest fucking movies ever made winning a goddamn Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Are you talking about Hurt Locker? Yes. <laughs> Cringiest I just, yeah, I just movie did. ever. What? Like, the, go ahead, man. But yeah, like, there's no. All right, this is what I mean, right? So Oliver Stone, I think Oliver Stone made Full Metal Jacket. No. Who was no Stanley, yeah, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick? Right, Stanley Kubrick. Full Metal. Stanley, uh, Oliver uh, Oliver Stone did uh, Platoon. Okay, but Stanley Kubrick. Wait. Platoon. yeah he did platoon and he did um go ahead go ahead go ahead well one of them the full metal jacket guy he was actually in the military yeah the drill so he waited he waited to no 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 the director stanley kubrick yeah i think nah, it was bro. him or uh, oliver Gru- stone was Gru- the one that was in the army he actually oh. did i want to say apocalypse now and hold on I, you know what i'm gonna look at it go ahead yeah the technology is there one of them directed right but so he makes one of them made a Vietnam movie. They both did, but one of them made a Vietnam movie that was more realistic because they were actually there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but that director had to survive the war and then come home, wait a few years later, become a director, make movies. And he was able to make an accurate movie for that generation. I mean, it's accurate to me. I wasn't there, so I don't know how accurate it was. I'm sure if you ask like a legit well, veteran. It was Oliver Stone that did that movie. Um, it, it was a platoon and it was um um that's why like even the music that he chose for like for his Vietnam movies is from his experience because he was actually an infantryman out there and um he was actually assigned uh he enlisted in 1967 requested combat duty and that's exactly what he got he got to south vietnam in september 16th 1967 god damn uh and he was assigned to second platoon bravo company third battalion 25th id and uh stationed near the cambodian border he was wounded twice in combat and awarded the bronze star medal for valor damn 
And he made a movie that was realistic, right? Right. So, so you got to give it a few years before like a public affairs guy or whatever that was went to war and saw it decides to become a director. And then he makes a movie. You look at the, the movie The Outpost. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty realistic, man. I think. I mean, oh, I don't know if it's the album. Is it? I saw the one. Um, I, I don't know if it was when I saw the documentary that had to do with the Coringal, uh, no, Restrepo. Nah, oh, the thing. outpost. That was the one with Fop Keaton, right? Cop Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see I thought, that one. It was pretty. Wait, I thought it was. Pre- it's pretty realistic. They, they're like at the bottom of the hill. Oh, the hill. Yeah. Yeah. So with that though, I mean, I think now because of technology and um, the survivors are more willing to discuss it versus back in vietnam you know it's a little more difficult so they could get more accurate with the um with the uh special effects and shit like that you know what i mean and get the first hand accounts you know i think that definitely makes a big difference but i think we get but we also get nitpicky like the veteran community yeah. we get nitpicky on about shit like oh that dude doesn't have his throat protector on right that's not real and we dismiss it Right. When it's like, you know, sometimes in the movie industries, they don't have the budget to like focus on every bit of like detail and right. stuff. They're trying to tell the story. Is the story good? You know that two dudes aren't going to roll around being snipers with an ACOG, you know, like and <laughs> right. two EOD guys by themselves and shit, just leaving in the middle of the night because it takes an act of God just to leave a fob. Right. So one you fill out one, the con op, trip ticket, fucking dude. Except one guy, because the Kenyans will stop you. You know, the dudes from like Africa, Ugandans. Get, yeah, they'll stop you before you leave. Like, did hey. you have any nicknames for them? No, I didn't. They were just the <laughs> Ugandan guys. <laughs> Call them Matumbos. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely didn't do any of that stuff. Um, we're just like the, the gate. Only one. Huh. Yeah, we just had the gate dudes, you know. <laughs> yeah, the Matumbos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to call them, man. Um, but um, dude, it, it's crazy. Like you know, um like the exposure you get to other music too, while you're out there in, in the military experience, you know? Um, and for example, like I was never into country and um, now some of the best music that I love and join, you know, is bluegrass of all the things, you know, bluegrass music. I enjoy the fuck out of it because I, I don't know. It's just like, I could just see myself hanging out in the Appalachian mountains or fucking in the Smokies outside of a fucking cabin playing a fucking banjo or some shit you know next to my dog and just peaceful you know a peaceful life and just listening to the stories like ballads man they're pretty fucking cool and i would have never heard that had it not been you know linking up with people from different parts of the country you know and it's hard for some of us to get out of that mentality that there was only la to me la is all that existed you know, or L.A. or Chicago, Miami, New York. There's much more than that. And they call them flyover states. But these are not just states that you fly over. There's actual people down there with their actual different values, almost different cultures, you know, depending on the region that you're in in the states. And um, just the exposure to that, I think, um, is great because you get to learn a lot more and you get you become more well-rounded and listen to shit you would have never listened to before you know so it's a trip man but yeah um i just think that music it it it, um, it unites people you know and there could also be a um what's the word i'm looking for it's a way that 
it could set the tone for how you get along with folks too. just waking up in the morning, you know, you listen to the wrong song. It sets the mood for the, le- the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only like you gotta have to have a fucking playlist. And the way that this came about, just to tell you, dude, just to let y'all know, I I have uh, my YouTube, right? And it has like the, the shuffle, like my mix or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude, it went from fucking Chalino Sanchez, Ramon Ayala, ACDC, Def Leppard, Black Sabbath, CCR, Waylon Jennings, fucking Merle Haggard, uh, Johnny Rebel, for those of y'all who know that is. And, you know, just shit like that. It's fucking crazy, man. That's pretty much, um, if you think of the confetti, just a bunch of different colors and shit. Mm-hmm. It's basically my my Spotify playlist. I just got <laughs> a little bit of everything. I don't For me, it's similar, similar shit. Like, I don't I listen to all different things. I didn't listen to country till I joined the army. And I like it because I like going to, uh, like going to country bars, man. Like, yeah. for me, I see an opportunity, like you said, to you, you get to interact with different people. So if I would have been closed-minded and only listened to like beach music growing up and then as an adult, I think I would have only isolated myself from interacting with other groups of people. Mm-hmm. So I listened to everything, man. I, I, I remember I went hard with uh, with Paul Wall in the mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the grill. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then you know, like country music because I love going to country bars and stuff. And I always wanted to see people doing like line dancing. And I was like, man, I got to do that because – I didn't want, I didn't want, I didn't like feeling left out. Like right. I wanted to, to kind of blend in in any environment and mm. me listening to, to everything. You know, what's crazy it. though, you I'm thinking about it. Like, you know, it also helps break stereotypes. Like for example, you know, I would think that all country folk, you know, that listen to that shit are just shit kickers and, you know, just live on a big ass farm and have no idea who NWA is, you know, but it'll surprise you, you know, be like, oh, hell yeah, I'll get down with some NWA there, buddy, you know, cruising down the street in my six foot. Yeah, dude, it, you know, it, it's just crazy. It helps tear down walls and brings unity. That's, dude, that's like, what I like to do, man. Just like people, I want people, I like it when people assume like they know what I'm into mm-hmm. and then then I'll be like, nah, <laughs> listen to this. And then like, what, really? That's some old school stuff. Yeah, no, man. Let me ask you, dude, what do you do to like decompress? Like, for example, this podcast is something that I used to decompress. It's like my therapy without the therapist, as I call it. And, um, you know, I like to avoid watching the news. I like to avoid watching controversies simply because and I like doing this, you know, and I'm hoping people come over here to get away from the, the rat race that's out there, the stupidity, right? Yeah. What are some methods that you use, like, you know, to decompress and detach yourself from society for a while? So let's see, Monday through Wednesday, I'm giving away my secrets here. Monday through Wednesday, it's all school. So I'd like to like to educate myself, learn things, learn different aspects, question authority, school authority, question um, other people's beliefs and stuff. You take it as trolling sometimes, but I like to I like to see my my way of relaxing is seeing if people believe what they what most of what they say. Mm-hmm. And if they do, like, I, I don't know, I just like interacting with genuine people. Right. And, and, and just, you know, pretty much like getting through the layers of, of bullshit and talking to people on a more like spiritual level. And then Thursdays, watch a little wrestling. I watch uh, some throwbacks to, to the 90s wrestling. Okay. Every Thursday, there's a new episode on YouTube where they do a comparison between WCW and WWF. Yeah, like the ep- like say August fourteenth, these two episodes aired on this Monday, 
so they show by week by week like they reenact like you're watching it all over again and they'll do a comparison i watch that and then i go to the gym i like to work out just go in there with the random playlist i listen to classical music sometimes when i work out and i just go lift man and then then uh, at the end of the day uh i'll i'll pick something out for dinner sometimes a lot of times most of the time i try to cook yeah just like making food and going man this was good and just, just feeling good see i uh i tend to look towards comedy uh for for my decompression for my way of detaching um i go to comedy shows i am a comedy fucking nut i've become one like i started off like listening to like for example bill burr one of my favorite comments uh comics you know tom segura another one to me tom segura right now is on top he's crushing it um burt kreischer george lopez i love going to see them for just even if it's that hour of them telling their comedy as well as you know their their openers yeah. because for that moment in time you know yeah they get political sometimes but it's in a fucking funny way you know or um and everybody laughs together you know it's like everybody is just fucking good vibing you know what i mean yeah. and um so comedy's become my thing i love comedy to me there's no such thing as a bad joke you know there's just a bad cringy joke but it's you know if it hits it hits if you hit it right you know if you deliver it right it's a good joke you know what i'm saying so there's no such thing as a bad joke so this kind of brings me back to the chris rock bullshit with uh with will and jada so um honestly i I know everybody's tired of hearing about it hearing talking about it um i'm just wanting this be the last thing i talk about as well um I can't stand when they're saying, you know, you can't make fun of Jada Jada's bald head because she has alopecia, which is a disease. You shouldn't make fun of that. Some things are off limits, blah, 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 blah. Suck a fat dick. Um, because you know what? You go back a couple decades and um, nobody was saying that for Michael Jackson when they were saying, oh, Michael Jackson bleached his motherfucking skin. Oh, Michael Jackson wants to be white. Well, my, uh, no, uh, according to sources, he had Vitalago, right? or however the fuck you call it that's a disease you know uh but they sure enough were having fun at his expense on it right nobody came out there saying you shouldn't do that or even let's go to michael j fox you know and how many jokes have there not been made about you know his you know shakiness and shit like that and you know if they're delivered correctly they're funny as fuck i mean they're they're hacky now but back then it was funny so why all of a sudden is wokeism, you know, because of Jada, you know, that's just what I wanted to say about it. I haven't heard nobody bring that up, but I needed to bring it up. Well, so. I, don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's wokeism like that would apply. I think there's something deeper here, right? Because I was paying attention. I didn't even know anything happened. I didn't even know the Oscars were going on. I didn't even know Will was with back with Jada. Right. Like. I was like, what? Why? Why would he slap her? They're they're not even together. And then come to find out they were together. Like it was weird. So then, so I started reflecting. You know, people were taken. I lied and reflect, but I started. Uh, there, there was. It was hard to keep up with what people, what side people were on. Like mm-hmm. one moment people were on Will's side, and they're like, yeah, sticking up for your woman, and then, <laughs> you know, and then. Uh, other people started then towards the end people started sticking up for chris rock and stuff the whole time i'm thinking will's will's going through some shit man Mm -hmm. like i feel bad for him 
I'm not saying I condone what he did, but I feel bad for him because he's he's like he's going through a lot, man. That dude had him. He we literally saw a man break down emotionally on on live TV. He broke down. Okay, question though. If it had been another comedian, say Joe Rogan, who's known to be a fighter, do you think he goes up and slaps Joe Rogan? Of course not, man. Uh-huh. So he took it out on an easy target. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't feel sorry for Will. Will looks like a fat dick, too. Um, and Jada could go. Well, she already sucks other people's fat dicks. But, um, dude, I just, as a fan of comedy, you know, I think that that uh, Chris handled it like a fucking G. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he looked like he had a comeback for his ass. like, And he stopped himself. And he kept it. Not only did we see Will Smith lose it, we also saw a man get assaulted. And and he looked confused as fuck afterwards. Like, dude, I can't believe that yeah. just happened. You know what I mean? So I just think, um, fuck him. I think, I don't know, man. It was a, it's all a sketch to me. This is like an open slap. Like, who does that, first off? Like, it's, it's weird, man. You're supposed to be a badass. You just... I, I got you. The, we'll the man, on. the man needs some help. The man needs some help because he's he's definitely going through some shit. Yeah. Like if he needs to, if he needs to go to jail, man, that's fine, dude. You know, you don't put your hands on other people. If it was somebody else, who knows what he could have done and stuff. I'm wondering, what if it was Amy Schumer that made that joke? What if it was Wanda Sykes that made that joke? Would there have been any repercussions? Would he or would he have laughed it off? Would Jada have laughed it off? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of what ifs, but we'll move on from that topic. The thing about comedy shows that I was thinking about too, bro, was like dates, like people in the dating scene, right? So I think going to a comedy club or a comedy show is a great way to see if you relate to somebody because you'll find out if you guys have the same sense of humor. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of bitches out there that'll say, you know, I got a great sense of humor. I laugh at everything, blah, 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 blah. But then the moment somebody like, you know, Patrice O'Neill, God rest his soul, um, you know, starts going hard on them, they start getting all uppity and upset and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I thought that you were a fan of comedy. Nah, you just want to hear some shit that you like only. You know what I mean? I want to know what your sense of humor really is. So I think that's a perfect way to take somebody out on a first date you know what do you think yeah except uh my my comedy my comedy is a little bit dark man exactly i'm into into some like some hard shit um but there's i'm afraid to take somebody on a date to a comedy store or something because (laughs) because i feel like i'm gonna be targeted like i just have a I don't know, then man. don't sit in the front. Yeah, but I want to sit in the front. Exactly. I want, I want so to... I went to a comedy show. Every comedy show that I go to out here, we sit in the front, like dead front in front of the mic next to the speaker right there, because, you know, I like getting heckled by the comedian. You know what I mean? I like talking shit with the comedian. It's fun. You know what I mean? I know what to expect. I know what I'm getting out of it. You know, um, when I went to go see Paul Verzi, great comedian, you know, and um, he just he started doing this motion like he's pissing and he's like telling my old lady, I'm sorry, I'm pissing right at you and looking at you dead in the eye while I'm doing this. And we're fucking dying, bro. It's hilarious. You know, Um, it was great. You know, it was just great times. 
Um, I got heckled one time at a comedy show because this one fool, um, I had a bald head back then. And, you know, T-shirt, you know, the way I was dressed, he didn't believe that I was a military serviceman at the time. He thought that I was like, you know, from the streets in a different army per se. (laughs) And he was heckling me, you know what I'm saying? But it was fun. It was funny. I didn't take it as a like, oh, man, what the fuck? That's fucking racist, you know, (laughs) but. I don't know. I think, and if you're, if, if she's not into your comedy, then she's not for you, bro. She's for the streets. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I like her personality. Dude, speaking of which, let's say you'd like her personality, right? So you know what another good idea for a date is for a first date, what? or let's say you guys haven't been intimate yet, have gotten that close together, but you want to know what she really looks like, right? You take her to the lake. You take her to the beach, you take her to the river, or you take her to an amusement park. Why? Because for sure you'll be able to see what she looks like underneath. And at the very least, you'll see them toes. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. I go back to the toes. There's two things that I love about women. All right. I'm not an ass, man. You don't have to have a fat ass. You got to have an ass, but not a fat ass, like a big badonkadonk. That's not me. To me, it's the two T's. You know how in the military say we, we say TT? Well, for me, yeah. that's titties and toes, baby. God, you're so if weird. Your toes are throwing up gang signs, brother. They're going west side. I don't care how pretty you are. That's a no-go for me. I would not date you. Yeah, you the weirdest. You have bro, the weirdest taste, man. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry how I don't care how pretty you are. Look, if their toe, if their toenails look like they've been kicking rocks barefoot, playing soccer with a stone that's nasty bro I, I can't do that i can't do that man if, if you got a half a pinky toenail hanging out just like a little nub that's kind of gross bro you know that's just nasty to me that's just me that's just me bro you know it's gross you know somebody might like <laughs> you it's just not me you know and i'm not mr fucking wonderful over here i get it you know but i, I got my standards too you know I, I, and the, you know, the titty thing, I don't mind, you know, big Tigo bitties that sag a little bit, you know, a little Southern route nipple. I hate, as long as they're not fake, I can't stand the fake bitties, bro. <sighs> so it gives you a good view into that, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't, I don't really uh, pay attention to this any of that um well except for like big booty um but i i I like to i like to connect with people on a on a more like personal level here we go with this motherfucking conversation again i'm telling you like i I like if so you're gonna tell me when you walk into a bar you like to look at her going like damn i think she has a fine ass personality no, because I actually, I'd have to actually go up there and talk to them. Okay, but she you has to be, be the, attractive be the, first. No, you could be the most attractive person in the world. And if I talk to you for two seconds mm-hmm. and everything sounds like, blah, 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 right. like I, I, don't, I don't want anything to okay. do with you. But what I'm I, saying, Arena, there's got to be some kind of physical attraction first before you go up to them. Just the, the, the stare. There's a confident stare that... Okay that women can give you i feel that and it's just kind of like this just like this look and you just know and once you get it 
and you you return it and but what if she's butt fucking ugly bro i don't give a fuck shut the fuck up i don't give a fuck anymore well i guess man that's why we're i mean that's why i'm no longer in the dating scene because nowadays uh dude you can't even tell that bitch might have an adam's apple so to each their own just not did you but did you check that person out if they're attractive from a distance, you know, it's a 40 yard fake out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's right. good from far, but far from good. So, uh, somebody said it's like imitation crab. Probably Dave Chappelle <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> that's funny. Dude, that's It's funny. like, uh, no, impossible. It's like impossible meat. <laughs> I got you. That's fucking hilarious, dude. That is funny. Hey, speaking of that. Um, speaking about men and women in relationships and shit, this is one of the things I was thinking about earlier um, during the week. You know, I was just wondering, like, so this is what ends up happening. You know, let's say, for example, you're in bed with your old lady, right? And, um, you know, you do some shenanigans, right? Okay. Just a human. You know, you want to get some, you know, clap some cheeks, baby, you know, beat some guts. And, yeah. um, so people make the little move, you know, come from behind and start doing that little wiggle, 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 so she could feel the, the manhood, you know. But they say no. And do you automatically stop right there and go rub one out? Or do you keep trying like, hey, baby, you know, let me rub your booty a little bit more. Maybe that'll get you in the mood. Or do they say, stop it. And you're okay. like... I think since since the dawn of man, mm-hmm. uh, it's very well known that uh, we'll just call it the dude poke. The dude poke exists, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. The dude poke exists. It's all. It always looks the same. It's kind of like, oh shit, something's happening down there. Mm-hmm. Let me rub it like mm-hmm. a fucking like a hand on a genie's lamp, <laughs> and then hopefully enough times a genie comes out. So, right, right. And you either get get what you're asking for and you get your wish or genie says no man go go rub one out because it ain't gonna happen so let me ask you so that happens a lot specifically in long-term relationships and marriages right but let's say you're dating you know especially in this climate you know do you automatically stop at the first one because no means no or do you um say okay let me pause back a little bit and then let me start kissing again and rubbing them titties and then see how far I can go before she says no again. You see what I'm saying? Like, how so know, do you measure saying, that? Uh, just, you just stop when they say no. Like, you know. But if that's the case, there's not going to be any children in the future. Well, that sucks to suck. You should have you should have thought of that before. Or, or how about this? Women can just be open and be like, I ain't playing hard to get. Let's fuck. Or they just told you no, and then you just and see you just take the L, man. Just okay, like, and that's they cool. Say no, if they just it. give me a fucking straight solid, that's no. what they did. That's no. what they did when they told you no. See, that's the thing. It's never like a no that I've gotten. It's like no, no, don't. Is it stop? You know how many let did, did the person stand say by? No? Stand by. You know, so you stop, and then you start kissing them a little more on the neck. Start finding little spots that you know they like. And then, you know, all of a sudden they're fucking the Pacific Ocean down there. And, um, you know, you start finger blasting and um, 
all hands on deck. You know, you get to go. Because you didn't stop at no. And I'm not condoning I, when a no is a fucking straight up no, it's a fucking yeah. no. I get yeah, that. Try, like, try no, stop. That, try explaining that in the court of law. Right. Well, I mean, she told me no, and I still went for it. The transcripts would sound like shit. Yeah. You know, uh, the defendant said, uh, oh no, the, the plaintiff said, no, stop, don't. But yes. in reality, it was like, no, stop it, don't. You yes. know, I think but that's not what the difference. transcript says. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, when do you stop? You know, like, do you just stop at that first one or do you continue? Yes, you stop and then you go rub one out or something. And then, you know, maybe someday you'll get a yes, man. But you don't you don't force it. You don't. It's not forcing it, though. It's that's what, that's what you're doing. It's rubbing on the titty a little bit more. Rub on my ass. Maybe get me wet. You know what I'm saying? No, please, please, listeners at home, please, for the love of God, and stay out of jail. Oh, she my says God. No. She says, no, you stop. It's 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 what you do. See, OK, no. again, it falls into the situation where it starts like, oh, no, stop it. Stop. No, don't. And then it turns into, no, no, don't stop. So if a guy if, if you're at a restaurant and a guy touches your shoulder and you tell him no, and he's like, if it's a firm, no, if it's a firm, no, like, no, stop. Don't do that shit. I don't like it. Got it. But if I was like, stop it, dude. You know, to me, that's a flirtatious no. Like, and stop. They keep it. And they keep on, doing stop it. it. Wait till we get home. <laughs> no, no means no. That's the. That's, that's the word, man. Don't, okay. don't, don't push your luck, man. I'm not trying to push my luck. I'm married already, bro. I don't have to deal with that shit. It still applies. No, it's I'm still. Okay, it still applies. Yeah, I mean, obviously now, dude, if I'm going to get some, I'm going to do my best to get some, Chief. I know what buttons to push. Yeah. Just, I just want to make it clear. For, See, see, here we go. Here we go. And that's the shit. Look, folks, on the gun line, these are conversations we have wide open, no censor. By the way, this shit does not get censored, filtered or edited. So whatever comes out, comes out. You know what I'm saying? Am I condoning fucking rape? No, (laughs) I'm fucking not. So don't be stupid. You know, so just in case there's somebody out there, you know, you know, the the podcaster clearly stated. (laughs) I'm trying to clarify. No. But um, let's keep people keep people out of jail here. No, that I mean, no, everybody. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, we can we can huff and puff about it, everybody. But no means no, period. Married or single, whatever. You've known each other for 80 years, maybe at 79. Let, years. Let's, let's rephrase a firm. No means no. But if you're fucking doing the guy poke like you just said, and she told, you no, since the dawn stop. of man. You keep trying, and hopefully you you get what you want. You just said that. Let's go back. Let's go back and listen to it. (laughs) What the fuck? No. You you do your little poke, and she says no. You stop. And you stop on the first time that you tried poking. Yes. Really? You're going to sit there like a fucking... You know what? Cool. I'll play your game. I'll play your game. Let's go to court. Let's go to court. Your Honor, when she said no... I took that as a keep trying until she gives me a hard no. Well, how do you define a hard no? A firm? Okay, Your Honor, easy. Stop. No. Your Honor, do you have children? You do, right? Okay, let me ask you. 
did you stop when you know she took your hand and moved it out of the way or did you keep rubbing her leg but you know what i sound like a fucking mel chauvinist pig right now right <laughs> it's all good. you know what write me write me on the gun line at gmail.com write me tell me i'm wrong and tell People, me why i'm wrong stay out of jail no, you, you obviously just... there's different circumstances obviously you know if a fucking firm no stop leave me the fuck alone don't touch me gotcha like damn bitch i didn't know we we're gonna go there see nowadays fuck that nowadays you need a motherfucking waiver or some kind of a motherfucking document that needs to be signed notarized this witnessed is... Fucking this is check always, the block. This put a fucking no. This get the fuck the out of here. This is always this has always been the okay. case. It's always this been is, the case, right? It's always yeah. been the case. Except women had less rights before. Oh, okay. So it, that's always been the case, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll play your game, listeners. I'm not afraid to fucking say it how I fucking feel it. All right. Yeah, how it is. I'm telling you how it is because okay. It, okay. it's just an antiquated fucking way. Antiquated way. Okay. So you're gonna tell me yeah. that you're gonna sit there, Yorina, and tell me yes. that if you were single. Yes. And you are out. You've been dating a girl for quite some time. Yes. And hold on. You know, you guys have had shenanigans already. It's not the first time you guys are doing it. And yeah. let's say, you know, you, you know, you guys are getting a little hot and heavy and, you know, and, you know, you, you, you rock solid. And then she's, you know, you're kissing on her neck, you know, her little part that she likes. And, you know, she's getting into it. But she's like, nah, I don't want to. And like, oh, all right, I'm going to go rub one out. You're going to stop right in there. You're going to be like, really? You, you know, let me try yes. a little bit more. What? She told you to stop. You, what are you just going to keep? Like, how do you argue that in court? How do you argue continuing in court? If you go to court and she says, I told him to stop the first time. I told him no. And he just kept going. How do you like articulate tone? And how do you, your interpretation of your tone for for how See, you took her to say again, no we, and then this is I'm one keep, i'm trying to keep people out of jail here look if motherfuckers no don't no, period this is like this is elementary like military sharp mm -hmm. like if they no means fucking no you okay. stop period. i'm not saying that no doesn't period. mean no but you know what i'm talking about and you're taking that out of context no I'm just saying, let's let's make it clear. I get I get what you're saying. Like, it's a playful thing, but what is the right answer? What is the right answer? What is the right answer? Y'all let us know on the gunline at gmail.com. Yeah. That was good. So, that was a good exchange. Good. Let me ask you something though. Um, how do you feel? Uh, if let me ask let me rephrase this let me see how this could come out because it's more of a question for a female so if there's any female listeners out there let me ask y'all this um there's men that that cry we cry you know that we're we're emotional beings at times especially when we, we drink feelings you know I, I, I pump the brakes on that um you know there's certain shit that will make us cry and tear up about right you know for example experiences shit like that i'm not talking about that okay so exclude those out of this fucking following question you find out your man's a fucking cry baby cries for the simple shit do you lose respect for him if he's a fucking crier like you know is sentimental like dude i thought you were a fucking man you know um or do you accept him being a beta male you know um what do you think of that i mean do you think 
females might lose respect for their men if they find him crying in a corner because he got yelled at by his first sergeant? You want me to answer that? Oh, you don't have to if you don't want to. That's cool. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you straight out, they're, they're bitch. And I think that, um, you know, um, get out of your fucking feelings and grow a pair of balls reaching between your legs and feel those. Those are called balls. You know, you're a man. Act like one, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I'm going I'm going hard today, bro. No, no, uh, but no, it's not, it's not an accurate portrayal of, of who I think you are. I think. What do you mean? I think, I think today's today's society we acknowledge that people do have feelings um, a lot more, and it's okay, man. If you gotta go cry it out, go cry it out, man. I saw I saw the movie Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe in two thousand eight or nine when it came out in theaters, man. And there's a scene where Russell Crowe is already like lost everything because of the Great Depression. And uh, he's going to his old workplace to beg for money and he holds his hat out and he's like pretty much reached like the bottom and he's like asking for money. Everybody's just kind of looking at him like, you know, that sucks, you know, that you're poor. That is called great acting and it got you. It and hit it you in right the feels. In, right there, man. Yeah. Hey, bro, there's songs that'll make me tear up, bro. All right. If, there's songs out there that'll make me tear up. If, but if, here's what I'm saying. If you get yelled at and you go and cry about it, you're kind of a fucking wuss. Just saying. You know, let me ask, let me give you another hypothetical. Yeah. Um, you and your old lady are walking down the street out there in Savannah off of River Street, right? And okay. um, you make a turn into a dark alley, a mugger comes out, tells you, you know, give me all your fucking money. And, you know, you start shaking and panicking and shit and you're digging for your wallet and you give them all your shit. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's cool as a cover. We're like, fuck, man, why you got to jack this, man? That's some bullshit. Oh, please don't kill me. Here's my money. Go away. You know, yeah. um, is that is that acceptable? Hey, man, it's a uh, fight or flight. You never know until you're actually mugged, right? No, you never know. It's a, it's, come on, man. You know, even if somebody came up to you, who cares? Like, if somebody came up to you right now and you're with, you're with your old lady and has a fucking gun in front Mm -hmm. of you and all you can think of is your kids, you're Mm going to die or whatever, and you, you just uncontrollably start crying and stuff. We don't know that. We know, we don't know know that. For a fact, I wouldn't cry because I've been jacked before. I've yeah. had a gun to my fucking face. Yeah, but like some people haven't, man. <laughs> like, dude, I was fucking what about twelve years old when the, that happened. The dudes, the dudes, and the motherfucker being, took me for a pickle and a Pepsi. The dude's being robbed now. Like, it's just like he can't control it. It just happened. You don't Why think that it? she'll lose respect for him? Well, then they can split up and and do something else, man. Would it but, be right for her to lose respect for him? Huh? I don't think so. That was his. That was his reaction. That was so, his reaction. I, how is he, I, so let me ask you, because um, I guess this is an antiquated knuckle dragging caveman view that a man is supposed to protect his female. You know, um, supposed to be able to protect his family, right? I, I'm still of that belief. You know, yeah. 
So that's a valid belief. Yeah. Okay. So and notice I didn't say I feel that they should do that. I can't stand motherfuckers to say that shit. Hey, um, it's all right, man. We just use other words. Yeah. It's called think. It's called believe. It's called uh feel is an emotion. Now I get it if you feel like in the pit of your stomach something is wrong. That's a feeling. You know what I mean? But when somebody says, I feel they should be more open, I feel you should shut the fuck up and tell me here's, what you really think. But anyways, that's not this that's not this topic right now. Because there's another topic that we'll hit on, on that. Let me that. let me let me apply some some harsh reality here. Go ahead. Right? Harsh to me, right? Go ahead, small. There was there was a time <laughs> there was a time a while back, right, that I I lost some friends in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. They passed away. I saw yes. it. And it's fucking it terrified me. I repressed the feelings in that. No, I didn't. I unleashed, I unleashed a 240 machine gun out into the field. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it, it fucked with me. And it wasn't until I got back to the FOB and I saw a good friend of mine, uh, Sergeant Burrell. Mm-hmm. That was his name. Islander guy. Um, we, me and him, we didn't get into a fight, but when BDUs uh, were phasing out and ACUs and stuff, like we put collars in, he, mm-hmm. he beat the shit out of me. It was a good relationship. But when I saw him, he came up to me and he said, I know those were your boys. And as soon as, and as, soon as he came in for a hug, two men hugging it out, I let it out, man. I fucking cried. Again, see? But Again, if he no, would have if he I told said, you, we take that out of the but, picture. But if he would have said, because his coping mechanism is different, and he would have said, don't fucking cry because you don't want other people to see your fucking tears or don't fucking cry because I don't cry. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't cry. That's not how men cope mm-hmm. and shit with, with loss. Mm-hmm. I would have felt pretty fucked up about it again. If I would have just, we're been not robbed, talking about those. I, that's why I, I specifically took those situations that's, out. That's true. I'm I specifically took If I would have been, been robbed and then I just start fucking crying because I don't want to die. I don't think anybody this wants person, to die. And then this person's like, really, like, oh, I'm gonna fucking, and then I'm gonna fuck your dead body, uh, and your and your girl. <laughs> wow! Once, once I kill you. I'm That's... gonna fucking, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and it sucks, man. If she leaves me, it ends up leaving with him, and, and they end up fucking that night and whatever. And I'm still crying. <laughs> wow! My this tears, took a turn for the worst. And then my tears are lubing me up because, like, I lost my girl to the guy that tried to kill me and rob me. Oh my god! That's, I love you know, how you fucking is. took that like to our whole other end, dude. It is what it is. It is what it is. I cried. I okay. Like, See, I, like I said, I prefaced this. That yes, we do cry. There's a time and a place for it, though. You don't do it in front of your old lady. But yeah, but no, but who gets to determine that? It's not us, man. Okay. That person, that person decides to to live. Now, if it's different, it's a very like slim difference. You you have a right to to judge that person. You know, like in your own mind, that's your opinion of that person. They're not handling it the way you would handle it. You know, they're not handling it the way you think a person should handle it. You're entitled to that belief 100%. You're entitled okay. to judge me if I start crying in front of you because I lost my comic books, man. You can judge me all the fucking day you want. That's but emotional I, attachments there. <laughs> but I I am the one that has to live with, with that, with how I perceive other people mm-hmm. judging me, how I perceive myself for crying in the moment. I, I have to figure out what I'm going to do with those 
feelings and emotions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I am that guy. Because you'll just leave. You'll be like, I'm fucking pussy. And then you'll just leave, never see you again or whatever. I don't know. My, I gotta, I'm, I'm still there in a pool of my own piss and, and tears. Yeah. Like, oh, God. If you piss yourself, that's even worse, bro. That's worse than fucking hey. crying. That's, that's just worse, man. Now, I mean, tears are allowed out of anger. I can give you that. If you tear up for anger, like, fuck you, motherfucker. I wish I could fucking choke these, you right now. These are rules that you hand. set for yourself, right? I guess you could say that. Man. These are your own personal rules. That's good. Ladies That's and gentlemen, you fine. write us. Let me know who's right in this situation. here. Is it woke sure arena or is it straight up Lolo? So call the 800 number down below. Hit pound three, <laughs> four, six, seven, star Dude, 58. But it's back to me. Back to words that I can't stand, man. Like, for instance, you know, I've had a, a, a painful time with feelings. I hate the feelings. It's like people use that as a fucking comma now. You know what I mean? I feel. Fuck your feelings. You know, give me a thought. It, what You can't think. But here's another one that I hate. I hate this one. More to come. More to come. I fucking hate that. And th- the only reason I hate that is because I know it as more to follow more to follow right that's just the way i know that like you know well we got this going on that going on there's more to follow when it comes we'll let you know that's how i know it but when people say we got this going on that going on there's more to come i just revert back to basic training when um drill sergeant robertson called for me like private lopez like coming drill sergeant and he was like what coming not on me you say moving. So from that point on, I try to avoid say coming or come as much as possible. So just when I hear more to come, it just bothers me. It just I know it's a pet peeve. It's stupid. It's I a, get it. it just but you developed that because of that one experience. Right? Because of that experience, bro. Yeah. But you know which one really, really hurts the shit out of me in civilian life right now, bro? What? Fair. Fair or fair enough. I fucking hate that. Like, oh, that's fair. Oh, fair enough. Oh, that's fair. Fair enough. No, no, no. Fuck no. Just tell me to go fuck myself instead. I prefer you to tell me, you know what? Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of here. Than saying, that's fair. Fair enough. That's a fair fair. feeling to have. (laughs) Dude. It's valid. It's so fucking stupid. It's like hua. It's like saying hua. Why? Why? Cool. Why? Why the cool. problem with fair? Like, what? Why? Why because isn't? That's why can't fair. something be fair? Because that's fair. What am I saying? That's unfair. Hey, if you say unfair, that's you. Then you don't agree with it. Fair means that you agree with. Right. So why not just say I can see that? Or yeah, that makes sense. But why? That's fair. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, but no, what I you're telling me is you're you're that. what you're doing is being patronizing and you're just fucking saying okay you're stupid leave it there that's what it sounds like to me. like i, I said it's like that, cool. i can see that is the same shit i it's can like, see where i can see where you saw that yeah i could see that like dude <laughs> it's, it's like hua it's like hua hua could mean anything from like fucking you're a piece of dog shit to i'm an extremely motivated motherfucker okay that's the same fucking spectrum of fair enough that's fair because when people tell me that's fair i want to say well why would it be unfair you know that's my automatic rate i want to tell them like what is that supposed to mean i honestly want to know why do you say that's fair 
because they could say that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. How stupid does that sound, bro? It's like they're just looking for new fucking ways to change wording. Like it's just stupid. What? It's like that's the that's the new word that everybody's fucking using in at work right now, and it bugs the fuck out of me. Especially when they make it like a habit. You know another one that I hate? Transparent. I fucking can't stand transparent. Oh, I'm just gonna be transparent with you. Oh, I want to be transparent with you. What other word would you use for transparent? <laughs> I mean, How about, let me be clear. honest. Let me be clear with you. Isn't clear the same? It's the same word. But transparent is the new word. Like transparent is being used like uh, purposely versus. Okay, boomer. Like okay, gotta, there we go. Gotta, there we fucking go. Yeah, I knew that was it out there. You gotta evolve, man. You can't. There we go. Uh, you got. You gotta evolve. I'm with, not evolving with, worth the shit. You have to. Nope. I'm gonna be a knuckle dragon piece of shit for the rest of my life. Then. And I get that's a that's a that's cool. You know that I guess that's cool. That's fair. That's that's cool. <laughs> like, I, it's cool, you know, to be the outsider, fair enough outsider. Fair enough. You know, why does like, it gotta be? Why do I gotta be an outsider? No, why? Man, because that's that's what. It's why? Fair. What sense does it make, Irina? Because it, it's rebellious. Yeah, you know, like, me out of this rebellious. It's rebellious. Here, here. It's I'm, a, I'm a, let me start a fight. I want to start a fight right now. Yeah. Ladies, if there's any ladies that are listening right now, can you cut it out with the fucking makeup, please? Can y'all cut that shit out already? Stop fucking being a clown and hiding who you really are. All right. It goes with the fucking filters on Facebook or not Facebook on the fucking gram. Stop it. Be who you are. Be happy who you are. You know what I'm saying? Instead of fucking every time you're putting makeup on, the only thing that goes through my head is do 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 do. You know why? You over fucking do it, okay? Now, if you do a little bit here, a little bit there, I gotcha. You know, but when it's taking you an hour and some change to do your fucking makeup, dude, you're not just do that with your personality instead. You know, because what happens? Let's say you go out and you know you meet a guy. And next thing you know, they see the real you. Okay, then what? Disappointment because you're fake. So stop being fake. Maybe do a little touching up. I get that. But when you're doing fucking all this contouring, it's almost as bad as the MySpace pose that the fat people used to use. The fatties, remember how they used to put their fucking angled up this way and look up so that they wouldn't look fat? Own that shit. You know what's more sexier than fucking makeup? confidence fucking confidence Yurina had it at the beginning when he said it there's nothing more attractive to a man than fucking confidence you could be the ugliest bitch at the bar but i tell you what you have that confidence that fucking i'm me you know i i fucking dig that because you know what there's no surprises when i see you without makeup you are who you are so do me a favor and cut the shit out. Stop being bozo. And just fucking do a little bit of touching up if you need to. But don't fucking cake the shit on to where I need a goddamn wet nap to take that shit off. Rant over. Ah oh, man, there's so many. All right, where do I start? So one, they're not they're not uh, caking on the makeup for you. They're doing it for themselves. Really? They're doing They're it so they can feel good about themselves. That's their now, excuse. If, now, if you find them attractive That's and then you're excuse. disappointed because 
uh, you don't like what the non-makeup face looks like, that's a you problem. But if a woman, because like, uh, you knew going in, like, oh, shit, this chick's wearing a bunch of makeup. I wonder what she looks. But you didn't care about all that when you're trying to pick her up. You just wanted to fucking smash and stuff. So you overlooked something that you know is a personal flaw of yours just so you can smash. Hold on. And Why is it going to be a morning, personal flaw of mine? No, not yours. I'm, t- I'm talking in general. And then so one. No, no, no. Why does it got to be a flaw? Girl, Why is it a flaw? What? A personal flaw of yours that you see as a flaw. So okay. You see it as a flaw. Right. You as in people. But in general, they're liars. In your eyes. In, in your my eyes. Yes, no, it, eyes. they're liars. You really think they put the makeup on for themselves to look, to feel good? What makes them feel good about having that makeup on? That people find them attractive. You think so men who are they fucking, doing it really for? You think men fucking dye their hair black or fucking wear toupees because they they like dudes do the same shit with really? different things. Really? Dudes go to the gym to work out to get muscles because okay. they they want to feel attractive. But guess what? That's permanent. People. That's permanent. That no, it's is not. Per- okay. You look at if, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let me tell you something though. But that's something that you work on. It's permanent. It's not gonna fucking wash off the next day. Okay. It now, goes, it goes, dude. It, no. Now, okay. It, let's flip it. Let's flip it. Let's say a motherfucker goes and gets fake pecs and fake biceps. Yeah. Okay. You're fake. You're fucking fake. Yeah, and but there's somebody that's going to be attracted to that fakeness. Two people, two rubber people are going to meet each other and go, "Man, you're you're 98% plastic." Oh, and you're 97% plastic. And together we make 186. I think the math is off. You're not. I mean, you just look Asian. You're not Asian. But but we look plastic together. And then they they go to all plastic people events. And people love them for being plastic and they float in the water. Oh my God. And they fucking, that's a them situation. None of Again. my business. Again. But you, you have your, you have, you have your likes. You have your, you know, right. you, you, have you have what you're attracted likes. to, right? You're right. And, and so those, those are the categories. An outsider might look at your likes and go, what the fuck? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I don't get you at all and stuff. But they don't. But again, dude who puts these ideas in their heads that they got to put all this makeup on to, to look beautiful and the society the music they listen to tv right the culture so what i'm family, getting at what i'm getting at themselves. so what i'm saying is you're beautiful without the makeup okay are there fuglies out there that um you know do need makeup probably but it's still not going to change the real you why yeah, not just I, love you for so you? Let, let's put let's put a more more real spin on this shit because now now we're talking about me in this in this in this regard, right? How so am I talking say, about you? No, in no, this no. Regard. I'm, 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 I'm saying because now this this applies to me. Okay. Oh, okay. So un, unlike um, a lot of people don't know this, but I have something called body dysmorphia. You can believe it. You can mm-hmm. say it's not real. It's not. I have body dysmorphia. I wake up in the morning, I look in the fucking mirror, and I see a guy that's 100 pounds, right? And then this is all stemming from some psychological shit right. that many years ago, somebody told me, I find you sexually unattractive Damn. to me. A day after I, I, I'd been uh, blown up by an IED and stuff uh, in 2011, somebody told me, I find you sexually unattractive. Unattractive as fuck. 
And ever since then, anytime I look in the mirror, and a lot of people will go through this, I, I look at somebody that's like just peak unattractive, like mm -hmm. just bleh, like just gross. And I look at that in the mirror and I can lift as many weights. I could be uh, 300 pounds or I could be 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. I still see the same shape. I still see the same guy. Mm -hmm. So, but I still go to the gym. I still lift because I'm doing it for me because right. it makes me feel good. Every once in a while, the ver the validation I get from somebody, because nine out of 10 people are going to think the same shit. This dude's on a track. But there's going to be one person that comes up to me and says, oh, my God, like, damn, you look swole. You look fucking, mm -hmm. you're big. And then for a brief split cunt hair of a second, I go, God, I see what you're saying. I do look the way that you're perceiving me. And then within two seconds, it's back to looking like a fucking potato, twig, whatever. I decide to see myself as gotcha. you put that filter on women. Maybe they go through the same shit. Maybe they, they seen the same shit, but they're not, they're doing it for themselves on the off chance okay. that maybe some guy that's into it will be like, Hey, you have a very beautiful fucking eyelash thing going on. It's 10 feet long, but they look fucking beautiful. You know, so, well done. Body dysmorphia. What is the percentage of of people that have this psychological know. thing? I don't know. I know it, I've got it. Okay. So I would say there's a lot less people that have that than, you know, there are those that don't. And I would say the vast majority of those that don't have it are still caking on makeup like a fucking clown. And they should have the goddamn Wrigley Brothers sponsor them. But if it That's makes them feel me. good, it makes them feel good about themselves, right? If it makes them feel them good about themselves, why is that a me and you problem? Why do we care, dude? It becomes why a problem that? to me because in the event that I was in the dating scene, it would be something that I'd be like, you're a liar. So but would I'm you even talk to that what person? I'm saying, you wouldn't even talk to that person. So what, I'm saying, so what I'm saying is, ladies, love yourself. All right? love yourselves you don't have to cake on all that fucking makeup because sometimes you just look worse there's so many females i've seen out there that are so fucking pretty bro i'm talking about beautiful without less is more in the context of makeup okay less is more i get it society has these fucking standards that they place on women that they say are unachievable blah blah blah, blah. I don't see men complaining about that shit. I never wanted to be like, I'll never be he, man. That was not me. But females are more emotional. Get that. So, um, yeah, I said it. I said it. And I say things that are fucking uninformed opinions, y'all. Okay? I'm not a fucking uh, male chauvinist pig. I just it, say things that I feel. Okay? That's, that's because, look, you see a girl that, that kicks on a bunch of eyeshadow, a bunch of makeup, and she's probably... But behind all that makeup, she's probably got like a little scar and something that you don't even notice. You wouldn't even notice it if you passed by it in public. Mm -hmm. But to her, she looks at that as this giant fucking scar that, that she's ashamed of or she doesn't like. It's a body imperfection in her eyes. So she covers it with makeup. And that's her way to cope Again, with her fucking... What percentages shit. are that? We don't know. We so, don't dude, know. I mean, again... All I'm saying is love yourself. I'm not saying, you know, and that's I'm how not they love shaming themselves. women. That's I how they love themselves. I'm, I'm lifting them. No, and I'm telling you, saying, women, that shit. you don't have to put all that makeup on 
to attract the mate. Okay. And then don't give me that shit that they're doing it for themselves. They're not, I would say maybe 5% are doing it for themselves. The other 95 are doing it to get laid or find a partner based on, based on what evidence, like what, what, what information, what are we based on this motherfucking statistic? I just made up. Yeah. Based on opinion, man, that's your mm-hmm. own opinion, right? Exactly. And then nobody's going to change that. I can't change that. So like we can't change the way women or anybody behaves man that's not our role man that's why like we it gets so frustrating because like we can't we get so bent out of shape society as a whole you watch any fucking network right Mm -hmm. it's so confusing you watch cnn you watch fox everybody's saying the same shit and they flip it backwards because they don't know what the fuck they want Mm -hmm. right the republicans say i want a fucking small government uh, with no no fucking it's my body i could do whatever i want don't want to get vaccinated it's my body my choice and shit democrats say the same exact shit uh but the moment you start talking about abortion oh that's a fucking problem right but i thought it was my body my choice or you start talking about fucking hey you need to get a fucking vaccine or you don't get a fucking vaccine my body my choice not my body my choice stay out of the government everybody is the the like the whole fucking system is so hypocritical mm-hmm. about whatever I am of the belief that fucking you want to do your own shit with your own life, mm-hmm. fucking do it. Live your own fucking life. If mm-hmm. I want to fucking fucking jerk off on fucking camera and make $2.99 per fucking video, I'm going to fucking do it. Who, and I'll subscribe. It? Yeah, hell yeah. And I'll probably buy a Dr. Pepper with that money. But <laughs> that, is, that is my body, my choice. I believe wholeheartedly, 100%. Mm-hmm. If you want to do whatever the fuck you want to do, there should be nothing to stop you. Nobody's opinion should matter. If I want to fucking dye my hair, because guess what? When I when I leave this fucking army shit in the fucking rear view in two years, I'm going to grow a fucking mullet. I'm going to rock the shit out of it. You got a little star on the side. Dude, get the Theo Vaughn going. I'm going to get some fucking neck tattoos, man. Am I going to give a fuck what anybody else says? If somebody said, hey, that doesn't look very professional. I'm going to say, go fuck yourself. Because I, I literally dressed the way the, the system and the government wanted me to fucking dress for 20 fucking years. Now I'm going to get a fucking mullet, smoke a bunch of weed, do a lot of fucking drugs. Maybe I'll shoot up some fucking heroin. I don't give a fuck. But I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want because it's my body, my choice now. There's no rules to fucking choose. And if somebody has a different opinion of that, they can go fuck themselves. That's what I think. That is, you know, like, this, this is where I'm at, man. This is like... I get really, I, I am a firm believer that we're, we're at either on one side of the fence or, or we're just bullshitting the fucking thing. We either believe that, that, that people should have the right to live their own. This is the country of the free. This is a fucking free country, supposedly. But we have more rules than, than most of the other fucking countries. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't fucking walk down the street with a fat blunt and stuff before somebody fucking calling the cops. Yep. People can't walk down the street in parts of Texas with, with the fucking AR without the fucking cops coming down. I thought it was fucking open yep. carry. Apparently, you know, somebody, all it takes is somebody to call. It, yep. it comes down to mind your business. Let me do whatever the fuck I'm entitled to do with the law says that I can do and stay like, keep, like you know, like people, it's, it's, that's, that's where I'm at, man. I you got know, you, like, baby. <laughs> I loved it. This is the first time you ever ranted. <laughs> Welcome to my world, baby. Hey. And I loved it. That was a great rant, bro. And this all stemmed from makeup. So, dude, um, just just one quick one because we touched on it, and um, and it's abortion. All right, all right, um, uh, just a quick one on this. And 
this is just my point of view. All right. Um, I agree with you, my body, my choice. But that's another body inside of your body. So does that body get a choice to live? That's all I'm going to say. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And that's open for interpretation. Hey, write us at on the gunline at gmail.com. And um, what I love about this, uh, what I love about having Arena on here a lot is that um, he he forces me to articulate my answers, you know, not just give you a vague generality or generalization, you know, so, and I accept that challenge, you know, um, just my, again, my opinions are my sole opinions and they don't dictate how I treat people. Okay. I don't go up to a bitch that's wearing all this makeup on and be like, do, 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 honk, honk. I'm not going to do that, you know, but in my head, I'm like, damn, why, why? You know what I mean? I do think that in my head, but I'm not going to go and fuck her day up. You know, Hey, that's you, boo boo. Do you? Cause I believe in you should do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? But I also am an uplifter of women. And I believe that less makeup is more, you know, it makes you more attractive when you wear less because honestly, I think a lot of women have so much natural beauty, bro. Honestly, you know, I get it. Some have blemishes, scars and stuff like that. You want to hide. Got it, dude. You know, I got this raggedy ass mole right here. This fucking mole right here. If you guys are watching on YouTube, this shit right here. I've been trying to pick that bitch off for the past maybe two weeks because it's a sore to me as an eyesore. You know what I mean? Every time I look at it, it's like, fuck, I hate that thing fuck i hate that thing you know and i have to look back at pictures from the old days to see if it was even there before because now as i get older i notice it's starting to like lift up more so you know um long story short i think i'm gonna go get that bitch pulled off because i couldn't do it myself but i get it bro i get yeah, it like, one but, more one more comparison go ahead brother handle it you know i'm kind of on the tail end and this high and i'm on right i get i got tattoos you know, that's a good example, right? I got tattoos. They make zero sense. Like, unprofessional as fuck. Like, like there's, there's a gunshot victim on, on one of my arms. Am I ever going to get a job somewhere? Probably not and stuff. Because I'm, I'm probably never going to work for a company like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm pretty sure I've, I've been in public many times. I go, I, I go to the store or something. Somebody looks at my arm and they're like, fucking where's waldo like what the fuck with, with blood coming out like is this dude a gang member and shit they get they form all these opinions right and if they were to tell me i did have one person tell me hey I'm fucking colleen of all places at the fucking mall some guy old man stopped me grabbed me by the arm and shit i was like who the fuck is this mm -hmm. and he's like you know leviticus blah 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 oh my god your body yeah oh, but it's the same shit your body's your temple mm -hmm. you know you just you just damaged it and i, I like, tell him i'm decorating it I'm like what the fuck you know, like, you know mind your own fucking business i was like i'm not even religious my guy like <laughs> mister because <Right>. you're 80 <laughs> and stuff right but he flat out told me like hey i think your shit like doesn't look good or whatever i get my shit like so, and then people feel like you know maybe you don't need tattoos and stuff but this is how that, i express myself it makes that. me look makes me look pretty here's what i hate about um the tattoo thing yeah um your tattoos that you get mean something to you all right that that's all that matters who gives a fuck what anybody else thinks all right now where my problem is with a tattoo is when it becomes a fad all right tramp stamps butterflies tribal arms tribal bands dude when people get it as a fad because it's the thing to do 
you know, it, it loses its meaning. Okay. Tattoos come from old tribalism type shit, you know, and my tattoos, every single one of them has something for me or that, you know, <coughs> that I like, this one is my favorite, my pinup. Cause that's my fucking, um, my ode to world war two. And then of course I have fire mission written on it because she's artillery and I have a fucking HE round because artillery, you know what I'm saying? That's my favorite tattoo. Right. And I have my fucking, you know, the, the, of course, the battlefield cross and whatnot. So all my tattoos have something for me. And if somebody wants to know about it, ask me about it. You know, cool. You know, and if not, don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got this fucking skull, right? With this fucking snake coming out of the eye. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I just got it because it looks cool. Right. And I like the pain. I got a weasel on my joint here that I make him dance every once in a while when I hear the joke. And yeah. it's like, you know, if I'm jerking off, like he's like dancing and stuff. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's but like, there's it, no, but there's no meaning behind it. I literally, I picked this one out of a machine for 50 cents. I turned the knob and yeah. I was like, Oh, I guess I'm getting a weasel and stuff. There's no meaning to it. There's no reason. I just, I just well, like you it. said, it's the way you express yourself. Uh, yeah. That was yeah, that. You, so right. it means hey. something to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean the tattoo itself doesn't mean shit. It could have been right. nothing. But, it could have been anything. Right. I, just, I was bored that day, and I was like, "Fuck, I need a tattoo and stuff." So I guess yeah, it's a symbol of I get a fascination with pain and yeah. stuff sometimes. Dude, and you know, I'll tell you what, bro. If you haven't done it yet, don't get anything on the chest area. Oh, fuck. And yeah, if you are gonna do it, do it before the age of forty, because um, it hurts. It fucking hurts. A lot of loose skin. Ugh, you know, got man titties and shit. I, yeah, I got two of them, but I'm a paperback bitch, so I'm not going to get anything else because it Well, hurts. they do have this shit called Uber Numb, and that shit is good. It, and, it, I, and this is where I go against my own beliefs and shit, and I start calling things bitch made and mm -hmm. like, oh, you're not a real man if you get it. So I'm, let, me, let me hypocriticize myself and stuff. I refuse... <laughs> I refuse to to use any of that numbing shit because I feel like part of the experience to getting a tattoo is is uh, feeling experiencing the pain. Mm -hmm. So if I saw a guy or gal use it, I, I wouldn't think that they're less than human. I would just think that hey, you didn't really go through the full experience. But that's based on my own metrics, though, right? I'm not going to tell them this. It's my position. It's my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I would, in the back of my head, I'd be like, oh, you really didn't go through the full experience, you know, like the full, like painful, you didn't endure the pain. So it makes you less of a man too, huh? No, I would just say like, you didn't really go through the full experience. You didn't really, but they it's did. not the same experience but I But they did. Hmm? But they did. No, they got a tattoo. Yeah. Right. So I'll come in, I'll be like, man, it's a sick tattoo. Right. And they went through the full experience of having a needle stab at them repeatedly many times. You just didn't uh, feel the injecting full pain. Ink. You didn't feel the pain, even though your pain threshold is going to be different. Maybe you don't feel pain at all and stuff. But in the back of my head, I'm going to be like, yeah, you didn't feel the full pain. This is know. where I this is where I like contradict myself from previous comments and I become right. a hypocrite. And well, it's not being a hypocrite. It's being human. It's being calling myself out. So, so here's the thing. I used Uber numb. OK, I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm see? not even going to bullshit you. See, I yeah, did. Yeah. But let me tell hey. you something. That shit. It only lasts for X amount of time. All right. Yeah. And afterwards, you're still there. My God, it's the most horrible fucking 
pain I ever felt in my life. So when I just went on my little rant, right, and I started saying, like, your experience is not the same, how did that make you feel? Didn't. You didn't take that as an attack on your own, like, tattoo lifestyle? No. That's good. You handle it best. I mean, it. why would I, would I get butthurt? No, I'm from a generation where insults were thrown at me all the fucking time are you serious that was to me i didn't even know to take that as an insult so i guess you know it's just a different thing man you guys are sensitive i'm sensitive as fuck man i get i get real emotional (laughs) again when you get emotional that's fine there's a time and place you just don't do it in front of fucking your old lady, man. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. She's gonna. She's gonna look at me. I'm gonna like. <laughs> she's gonna, gonna have the Kleenex. God damn it! Oh man! All right, let's get to this last topic, bro. Let's end it on a fucking high note. All right, bro. All right. Hey, I, I appreciate this podcast has been all over the place. I, it's I, been exciting. I we got to watch this shit. We got a fucking emotional rant from you. That's something you don't hear very often. You were in touch with your feminine side today, bro. Fuck yeah. (laughs) So let me ask you something, man. Yep. Um, Can we define a MILF? What do you... It's it's all in the name. So what does MILF stand for? Mother, I'd like to fuck. Gotcha. Now, when you think of a MILF, what do you normally generally comes to your mind? Uh, she's just she's got that look man like that it's not just about looks but i'll play your game no she's got that like that stare that Mm -hmm. when i say look i mean that stare Mm -hmm. where it's just like she she's doing mom stuff she's like putting the goldfish away in the pantry and and like you know she just fed she put the plastic plate on on the fucking give me some demographics Woman, attractive to you, you know, like she's, she's, she's got, she's got that, she's got that oh sundress God, you on. Tap dance so fucking much. Over no, I'm telling you, man. Because okay, this is my sundress. Life, don't don't be don't she, be stealing my 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 fantasies and shit. Ah, uh, okay. Man. So sundress, putting away goldfish. Yeah, that's woman, right. obviously. Yeah, what she's else? Rocking, she's rocking that fuck out of sundress. Her hair is kind of fucked up because she's been momming all day, mm-hmm. and she just gives you that stare. It's like, how old? Is like, she? Huh? How old? Is she? Doesn't matter. In like mid mid twenties, high twenties to to forty two. See, <laughs> see, um, mid twenties. I don't consider you a milf. But if she's a mom, still not a milf. You're just a fucking young mom. I mean, there's no why milfs, young moms. I'd like to fuck or old old milfs. No, old there's that... milfs and there's gilfs. Okay, <laughs> so, is there or is there not a gilf? Yes, but okay, like, okay. So there's a goddamn gilf, right? So that's so what if old, she's but she's a, still a mom, a... isn't she? Is she not still a mom? If she's 39 and she's a gilf, is that too young? If she's a grandma exactly so but she's a 20 and she's, she's a, a milf, milf. And she's a to mom. me she's still a milf so to me to be in the milf bracket you have to be about i would say late 20s 28 29 30 okay through 
through, I would say 62. God damn, dude. Negro, I am fucking 44 years old. All right. 60 ain't that fucking far away. <laughs> 60, yeah, you went like 62, man. You okay, get, how about we go it. to 55? That's, that's fine. That's 55. Fine. I would say that would be a, a the age for a MILF. Okay. I'm tired of these fucking bitches thinking that they're MILFs. No, you're just a young mom that got knocked up by a motherfucker that's no longer in your life. All right. That does not make you a MILF. That just makes you a young mom with a bad decision. That's just all I wanted to say, you know. Um, now, with that being said, at what age is a woman a cougar? What is a cougar? Exactly. So with that said, at what age is the man a cradle robber? What's the age gap where she's a cougar, he's a cradle robber? Okay. So we can we can do this mathematical, right? Math, do a little it. math, right? When you turn 18 and that person's between the ages of one and three, so 15 year difference. Okay. What about it? Yeah, add add years to like I'm not condoning like baby. Yeah, shit. I'm about what the uh, fuck are you talking about? Uh, all right. So <laughs> if if say say she's 20, you're 38. 18 years ago, you were 20, and so she you're was... a cradle robber. So if there's an 18 year gap between y'all, it's a cradle rob. Yeah, 15 to 18 years. Okay. What about uh cougar? Same thing. I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, like, um, I was thinking about it, like, at what age does that make them that? Like, is or is it a personality trait that makes them a cougar, you know? There's, there's, a, there's that confident oldness, right? If somebody walks into a bar and she's, like, 42 and she's, like, wearing a, um, like, a black dress, you know, and she's got the lipstick on. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, she looks like she's been taking care of herself. For yeah, yeah. What she's kind of like, shoes is she wearing? I don't know, man. Heels, man. She's okay, rocking she's some heels. She's so. rocking some heels, right? But she, she's got like... Let me stop you there for a second. She's rocking them heels, right? You ever hear a woman say how comfortable heels are? No. No, right? And do you think she's wearing that just for herself? And rocking that outfit just for herself? And no, looking that probably, way just for herself? She's probably doing it so she could look better than the other girls that, that she's out with or right. other than and, the other and, girls and, that are... And what's she trying to do at the end? have a good time mm -hmm. yeah, uh, have a good time that's a very good way to put it i love how it came full circle every, it's such a, <laughs> no man like not if you agree with me on the gunline at gmail.com let me know <laughs> not, not, not everybody wants to fuck like not everybody wants to fuck man guess what like if i go to the bar to to drink it's not to like go get laid. There's a bunch of chicks and get laid. I just well, want to fucking get out. When you're in a relationship, like, I get that. No, I'm saying if I'm single. If, if I'm, I'm not saying that every every uh, outing is gonna be a fucking well hunt, but um, there's something in the back of the mind thinking like, man, what am I getting laid tonight? No, not all the time, man. Not all the time. One size does not fit all. If a chick. The chick goes out. Sometimes she just wants to go fucking dance. Oh, I'm not saying a chick. I'm sometimes saying... she wants mm -hmm. to like look pretty 
so she looks better than some other chick because maybe she's on that shit. Maybe she listened to some Cardi B. She's bumping that shit hard, <laughs> listen to WAP, and she wants to go to the club just to make other chicks look ugly, and she wants to feel good about herself. That's at maybe what that's age, what she wants to do. She wants nothing age, to do with dudes. Last but not least, at what age is a man a real man? When they've had to make a decision that 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 affects their well-being or their future if you're if you're 12 years old and you made an investment in a in a company because you know knowingly know that this is going to pay you dividends towards your future then you've made a manly decision you made an adult decision that's that's when you become when you hunt a fucking deer and you've taken a life and you've you've taken responsibility for taking that power and then used it to take a life knowingly and you've become a man and How about women oh uh, you know what we can't speak for women so ladies let us know when do you believe a woman becomes a woman we're gonna end up the podcast here at this time i have had a great time with Irina. i hope y'all enjoyed this podcast stay tuned <laughs> for friday I'm going to have a shoot to shit episode with a former sailor. She hails. I said she. That's right. She was in the United States Navy. Uh, and um, I can't wait to have her on. Um, so make sure y'all tune in. Going to get to hear her story. She'll be the second sailor that we have here on the podcast. And um, I look forward to bringing her on here so she gives her story. And, uh, you know, and her shit let us get to know her you know what i'm saying she seems like a really cool chick i met her um through oh we'll get to that when we when you check it out on the podcast so just make sure y'all come and dig it up it's gonna be a pretty cool one um it's rare it's it's good to break the the monotony you know so uh Yurina, i hope you enjoyed your time here on the gun line today bro this is a good time man i got excited you know I'll, t- I'll tell you what like i said you know when you go under every section there's different conversations going on. So I hope y'all enjoyed the conversation y'all found here at my section on the gun line. With that said, rounds complete. End of mission. Gun line out. Bye, motherfuckers. <laughs>